get that long, hard thing between your legs. Now put it near your mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's staring right at it. If you know All right, but the moment that you shift around and bonk that with your knees and I get just a cut chunk in the audio, <laughs> yeah. I'm immediately making you put it back where it started. <laughs> that uh, won't happen. We could hang it from the ceiling like a boxing ring. You <laughs> just swing it around? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We mean a boom mic? <laughs> no, no, like one, the ones that's just loosely hanging by the cord. You know, come to think of it, we could just buy some, some new ones that are like mine and Brian's that actually work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could if you guys would actually give us money on the Patreon. <laughs> I, yeah, jarts. I mean, I do have some of the Patreon money in cash there, so like, I could just use that. Oh. He's been dipping into the petty cash. <laughs> you used it to buy a One Piece hat? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what No, that's a Dragon Ball Z portrait of his family. <laughs> no, I, I used a whole bunch of my money to uh, like buy all these things and then got a whole bunch of the Patreon money out, not realizing that you could only do like all of it or none of it. And so oh, the, the Patreon money. Yeah, and so the the rest of it I made I put into cash so it would not like get used nah, for other stuff. I think I think Rick was just like, you know, I'm doing all these teching one oh one interviews. I should cost I should dress up for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I could have a much better Luffy costume. <laughs> so Spider Man. Spider Man I, I have Spider-Man. to pull up the IMDB. Oh fuck, I have to pull up the IMDB. No, nah, you know, it, he makes awful decisions and he learns <laughs> to live with them in the second movie. <laughs> I don't know if this one makes as awful decisions as... as uh... Stop talking about it. We haven't done the intro or gotten our IMDb's up. <laughs> That's not uses, my fault. It, uses it his... is. You also haven't gotten IMDb up. Yeah, but it might not can take 20 minutes because we got to do our full intro. And then we got to do like, the we're opinionated. And then we got to do you listing up all the people. Are you making fun there. of the intro you made up? Yes. Yes, I am because it's uh, not great. It just works for us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah, the music. Use it probably copyrighted too. <gasps> no, actually, guys. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Chris paid for that money, that music to be made. So, oh, yeah, that's our literally music. original. We we own that music. Honestly, I should probably find that. Oh out man, that look through. at that! And, like get them to do like a look stop, at it. Stop! 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 <clears throat> so much. Cock. I mean, it is big. <laughs> You know how we were joking about oh, uh, Toby uh. Maguire having a spider penis? This one just got the same thing. It's just tarantula penis instead. <laughs> no, no. This time it. it's all eight cocks, but they fuse back into one mondo <laughs> One cock. super cock. No, that's, that's what right. it's always been. It's just this time it's super hairy. Yeah. No. It, uh, uh, it's got the little tiny and, prickly and, hairs. And when he feels yeah, threatened. The he ones can... that you see like <laughs> growing <laughs> out of his thumb in that one scene. No, when, yeah. he's, when he's threatened, like some spiders do, he can throw the hairs as darts. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. He just jacks off and like all the darts just shoot out. Ah, I thought you were doing a webbing joke. My webbing. Uh, no, that's that's low-hanging fruit, Rick. We have some uh, standards here Low-hanging fruit like Andrew Garfield's penis? No. <laughs> Similar I mean, to it Andrew. It doesn't hang that low. It just bulges a lot for it's about caught. two inches. Speaking of Andrew Garfield's penis. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I also have a hairy cock. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I am an author here in Nashville, and... I don't actually know a specific line from this specific movie, so I'm the cool Spider-Man now. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and some promises are made to be broken. There you go. I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I don't need to have glands on my wrist because I'm so smart. And we're opinionated. And tonight we're watching The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man came out in 2012. It has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written by James Vanderbilt and it's and directed by Mark Mark Webb. 
Yep. It Web. Is Mark Webb. What? Did you not know that? It was directed by Mark Spider-Man. <laughs> and it stars Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Reese Iffens, Irfet Khan, Dennis Leary, Martin Sheen, and many others. After Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically altered spider, he gains newfound spider-like abilities and ventures out to save the city from the machinations of a mysterious reptilian <laughs> machinations? foe. Machinations? Oh my god, how pretentious. <laughs> it is that's, IMDb after all. That's actually one of the better descriptions that IMDb has had. It honestly kind of is. Uh, I rem- I'm trying to think of what I remember from this. Because it, it, it doesn't stand out nearly as much as the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I liked like his hangout place, like his secret lab that yeah. his dad had down in the subway. <laughs> That's cool. I, I really like the lizard in this movie, like the lizard fight. The first one's really good. Mm-hmm. The other thing that stands out for me is I still think that uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have the best like peer and love interest in like all of the movies. That's just because they have chemistry because the actors were actually dating. Yes. I, I mean, Is that, not that does saying? help, but also they actually did a good job unlike, you know, Peter and MJ in the last movie and Peter and MJ in the next series. All I'm saying is that there are no memes that come out of this movie. Also, aren't like uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya dating? They don't have any chemistry. Yeah, that, that doesn't count, though. <laughs> to be fair, they're only now... They're, they're, they're too young to have chemistry, right? What? <laughs> this is yeah. the only movie that they're going to be dating in is the upcoming one, though, so we'll we'll see. No, no, Why I've is that? Seen, I've seen trailers that still don't look like chemistry. Maybe they didn't focus on the fucking in the trailers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they, didn't, they, they don't focus on the fucking in this one. They that, still have chemistry. Making those that's not webs. chemistry. <laughs> look, look, all I'm saying, I agree with you, Caleb. This movie doesn't have the meme potential, and a movie doesn't need that, but... What kind of goes with hand in hand with meme potential is memorability. Exactly. And this, there's not a lot that stands out other than the library fight scene. Yeah. And even that, I remember it being good, but the biggest part of that that I remember is the whole Stanley cameo in that fight scene. Yeah. So I, mean, I remember nothing about this movie at all. I don't. I don't blame you. Uh, I. It might just be because I wasn't the same teenager I was when the previous series came out, true. and as such, it didn't stick. The webbings didn't stick to me quite as well. <laughs> that you're, like, you're you're in your your punny mood tonight. Aren't you? <laughs> the, that and I think that in a in a world where there are so many good superhero adaptations, this stands out less. Yeah. Marvel had started to get some steam, and it was like, okay, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. And everyone was like, oh, are you already rebooting Spider Man? Right. That was a big question. Like, why are we doing this again? Right. The first series came out like what seven years ago? What was mm-hmm. the year on this? Uh, Two thousand twelve. They so like been about ten years. That. No, it was like five. It was ten years since the first one. First but it was that's like my five fault. years well, since. The and, and I think that's another one. reason this one doesn't stand out is because they're redoing the origin story again, mm-hmm. which yeah, they're they're kind of doing a reboot for the new Marvel era. Yeah. Which at this point is this Marvel or is this still Fox? This no, is I still, think it's still Fox. Is, no, Sony. This is still Sony. Sony. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But but they were you know they were trying to reboot it for the new era of superhero movies, right? Right. And the. Because they they redo superhero origin stories all the time. Right. No, they do this one. <laughs> no, they do Too Fantastic often. Four. They do this one. They do Fantastic Four, Batman, Superman. They do the big names, right? But the issue with this is that the Sam Raimi origin is so just like etched, it, like the whole like with great power comes with great power comes great responsibility yeah. is just etched mm-hmm. into I mean, everyone's brain. It's kind of like the first Iron Man movie, where like that a lot of that movie I can recall really easily mm-hmm. once the, all the marvel movies started to get going 
it just suddenly just starts falling apart in my mm-hmm. mind. Well, but to I got a lot of really yeah. strong first impressions just for this whole genre when it was first getting its momentum going. Yeah. But this one specifically, they're trying to retell a story that's not like something that's faded into the background. Right. They're yeah. retelling a story that everyone has very strong specific memories of. Very right. recent memories. Yeah, of. and that makes the and and they're trying to do it in a way that doesn't like seem like they're just copying it. Right. Which means that it fades into the background and I don't remember it. Like there's I, not I that many that. like there's not that much time that has passed since the past uh, since uh, Spider-Man 3. So the people that haven't seen Spider-Man 3 or any of the previous ones and like, this is like kind of like their first experience to Spider-Man in cinema, there's just a really small portion of the population. Everyone else has those strong memories there's of no what need we to just redo went the intro. through. There's no need to redo the intro. I mean, to be fair, when Tom Holland came around, they just skipped it. They've never done like mu- they've never put much on uh, Uncle Ben's whole thing in in his version. Yeah. So like, I'm, and I'm fine with that, but that's not the one we're watching tonight. It's not. But I also don't think it's like that big a deal. I mean, we've seen like Batman's origin 17 times. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a big deal. It takes not, like 60 seconds to tell that I'm origin story. I'm not saying story. it's bad. I'm just saying that it makes because they're trying to do that mm-hmm. it makes it where i don't remember this movie that's fair i uh i don't know i think andrew garfield does a really good spider-man and an the okay best. peter parker i think he's the best in uh, he is not the i kind of think parker. he's the best in both i mean i recall well, liking this a lot but have no yeah. memory of it that, that's fair let's go watch it and see uh we'll be back in just a second but before we do uh just a quick reminder to go ahead and get your suggestions in we're doing a listener request month in the new year and we need your suggestions now send them <laughs> just to... request more spider-man movies please do not <laughs> please uh, do i'm okay with that <laughs> no just we're redoing the ones we've just finished watching <laughs> or maybe fast and the furious oh lord no, Help why, us all. why would you say that, game? Maybe Transformers. You can send those requests to any of our social media or our, social media, <laughs> any of our social media or our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Additionally, we're on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content, including uh, first impressions and tabletop gaming. Check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash opinionated. Finally, uh, Rick, you're an author. What's your most recent work that someone should go and read? Uh, Escape from Persephone 4 is being released chapter by chapter on Kindle Vela. So if you have Kindle Vela, just look me up and you'll find me there. It's the story of a kid with a janky Iron Man suit stuck on Hoth. Definitely go check that out. Guys, we're going to be back in just a minute after we're finished watching The Amazing Spider-Man. You're a wanted man, Peter Parker. I don't believe what the police are saying to you. My dad has 500 officers looking for you. 500? That seems a bit excessive. You know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. You found my weakness. It's small knives. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. What does your father do, Peter? I never really knew my father. My parents left when I was very young. Peter, someday you'll understand. Did you tell the boy about his father? Dr. Cutters, I'm Richard Parker's son. If you want the truth about your parents, Peter, come and get it. Wow, that's fresh ass. It just smells like the... uh, frosted biscotti soap i was about to say now yeah. it smells nice yeah. now that you touched it <laughs> you held it yeah i mean honestly that soap is awesome it's too it's sweet the highlights no it's too sweet here. no like no it's amazing you it's shut not, up no it's not bad it's a good smelling soap but when i smell the hand soap in your bathroom rick it's like 
It's like when you smell a dessert that you know is too sweet to eat. Yeah. Where you're like, but you don't have to eat it. Now. I mean, I don't. I know, but it's still suck true. on hand soap. No one has ever. You mentioned... don't lick your fingers after you use the bathroom. <laughs> no one has ever mentioned that hand soap before. Now today, I have had two conversations about the biscotti hand soap. It's it is it's the strong. best. <laughs> eh. I'll, I'll send you with some homes with some uh, for Christmas. What Caleb. makes it so good, Caleb? What makes that hand soap so good? It actually smells like biscotti. Okay. I don't know what a biscotti smells like. Uh, a baked good. Like I know baked good. Stale bread that's been dunked in uh, frosting that's then solidified. <laughs> I don't really get the biscotti side. Biscotti. I do definitely get the frosting side, though. Maybe biscotti just nah. smells a lot like All nah, I know is it that like it works and it lingers and it's nice. It's too mm. sweet. It's too sweet. I want no. a milder. It's soap. It can't be too sweet. Yes, it can. It can still smell too sweet. Yeah, it's if, not an actual dessert. It's soap, Josh. What if it was care. like sour apple? I don't know. They spider got man, like a really strong spider sour man apple soap. Oh, does God. whatever a spider can. Rick, you are out of your damn mind if you think that this movie is better than all of the Tobey Maguire's movies. I thought right? it was going to be great, and it's I take it all bad. back. It's, it's, it's no, significantly, it's not bad. It's good. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I, but the villain is this, trash by comparison. Yes. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend the villain at all. Like yeah, the that is, breaks is not the whole film by because comparison. Because Willem Absolutely. Dafoe made the other film. Absolutely not. This Rick just thing. likes Emma Stone, and he's like, mm, "That's a." I like a, Emma Stone. I mean, I mean, they have like, great chemistry, but it is not enough to carry the film like the Green Goblin was. Okay, look, I'll give you Spider-Man One. Spider-Man One probably on the same. I level mean, that is what we have to compare. Are you saying that's on the same level as this movie? Which one? You said Spider-Man One's the same level as this movie. Yeah, yeah, you said, no, yeah. no. What is wrong yeah. with you? Here's the, okay. Here, look, here's the difference. I give a shit about this Peter. I like him. I, he's pretty cool. I, I like wa- this Peter. This is the worst movie. When I yes. watch this movie, I'm not like, get the fuck off the screen, Peter. You giant fucking cuck loser. No, I wasn't that way in the no, first. I wasn't movie. that way in the first. He movie. just makes you uncomfortable because he reminds you of yourself. <laughs> Wait, this Spider-Man or the other Spider-Man? No, the first the one. First one right. <laughs> also, also, I'm not more like I think that he's a more charismatic person, Andrew Garfield field than Tobey Maguire was. I think he seems like a person. He seems that like too, a, yeah. But I'm not more invested because he's got too much backstory that they just throw in there. Like, I don't care about don't all this stuff. No, I, I don't get, get all this stuff with his parents out of the way. Like, get, no, that's fine. Yeah, it's no, Uncle Ben plus the parents and they give like half the screen time to so, just the Uncle Ben story. It's so much shit that the movie itself doesn't care about. They're like, like, what the fuck even parents. happened with his parents? No, no, they it, dropped that ball so hard, it doesn't matter at all. They no, come this back is the thing. Yeah, but the next movie... You're starting the first movie in such a way that I'm supposed to remember that being the next movie when it yeah. doesn't matter at all for the first one. Come on. Yeah. I think it should at least, even if you're going to set it up, there's ways of setting it up where it's like, oh, this matters, but like he doesn't have all the pieces yet. Yeah. That's what they do. Like, That's what you're supposed to do thing. that shit at the end of the first movie this and movie, not just in about three seconds after the credits. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, I think they do a fine job with that because what they're trying to do is differentiate themselves from the previous movies where mm-hmm. it was all like, okay, let's get super focused on Uncle Ben. Yeah. This the first movie, moves. Peter Parker cares that his uncle dies. In this one, he couldn't give two shits. Nah, it's fine. He, he, they <laughs> what don't do you wanna, mean it's fine? They He's don't want to like, spend oh, two uncle hours ben doing the same fucking movie as last time, which is intro. what you complained about endlessly I'm about fine. them doing it. Okay. Let's not do Uncle Ben again. I mean, do Uncle like, Ben again. And they're it's like, not oh, our fault. They only waited 10 years to reinvent the same fucking movie. <laughs> you think they should have just skipped it then? Yes, he, do he, what they do with the Tom Holland ones, where it's just like, hey, everybody knows who Spider-Man is. We don't got to see Uncle Ben die again. Don't give us a worse version of Uncle Ben and then also not let Peter care about it. I don't know if this is... I think this is about the same Uncle Ben to me. Like he, I don't he know. The first one's got such great wrinkles. 
He's got a good wrinkle. I don't feel like this. Philbin in the first one was so much better. (laughs) I don't feel like this Uncle Ben is as good as the previous one because I don't have this. I don't get the Martin Sheen is a great actor. No, I I agree with you. He's not as good in the first one. My issue is not the bulk of my issue is not with Uncle Ben himself. I think they should have just not done the whole origin story all over again. Anyway, my issue is that when Uncle Ben dies, Peter's like, "Oh, Aunt May, Uncle Ben's dead." Boo hoo immediately just cut to later and he doesn't care anymore not at all the movie spends at least half an hour of him chasing down uncle ben's killer now granted the movie he's does not end up catching he's just him joking around having a good laugh the entire yeah, time until he gets the guy up against the wall chokes him for like 20 minutes while he's waiting to check and see if he's got the, the tattoo and then rips his thing off it's that's genuinely a pretty menacing scene for a couple seconds there like hey. he, he turns it around there he's fucking around with him which i like another reason this movie is superior to he other spider he is quippier he is so much funnier and more charismatic as spider-man i'm not saying I'll you're wrong that one. he's a better spider-man it's a worse movie i yep. feel like the better spider-man makes it the better spider-man movie personally i know i mean not if we want to watch the green goblin movie again totally down for that but if i want to watch a spider-man movie i want to watch it with a good spider-man in it and a peter parker that isn't a like complete asshole loser all the time no. that's peter parker peter parker's the <laughs> asshole loser the entire he's time. a pretty good spider-man he's, pretty, he's, he's an okay spider-man yeah i was looking forward to watching this movie significantly to the point i was kind of like screw spider-man 3 let's go straight to this one and now i take it all back <laughs> i would rather watch spider-man 3 again than this movie again that's right nah nah okay okay T- walk okay, us wait. through some of your fa- i'm gonna say I might want to watch Spider-Man 3 because it was really funny. But <laughs> Even you agree then. As a like genuinely like decent Spider-Man movie, this is much better than Spider-Man. All right, all right. We seem to have some very strong opinions on both sides of the polls. We've got Rick, who's very much in favor of this movie, and Caleb, who just is like... I am very disappointed movie. by yeah. this movie. So, Rick, I want you to share the things that you loved about this movie, and Caleb, you can argue them to your heart's content and vice versa (laughs) so honestly i think that what makes this movie work and in a way that none of the the spider-man movies we watched so far have is 100 percent andrew garfield like he is just so much more fun to see on screen than toby mcguire was going back to the original spider-man movies and maybe this is a part of the way that i feel right now but going back to those movies i was so disappointed in Peter in every single scene that he was in. I couldn't root for him at all. I did not want him to succeed in anything he did because he was consistently a self-centered, gigantic asshole. This Peter feels much more like a person. He was more of like an unaware asshole, right? Sure. Because he's not like being a jerk on purpose. He's just like... He doesn't, Super get, dumb. he doesn't get it. Right. No, he, he was he was a the type of person who is a complete jerk without realizing he's being a complete jerk. Like he just consistently made terrible and decisions. And he feels victimized when people like respond in an appropriate way to him being a jerk. Exactly. A hundred percent. And this movie did such a better job with the relationship between him and Gwen Stacy than the, any of the previous movies did with It felt MJ like and, more of a genuine Toby. romance. Yeah. I'll give you that. I, I, obviously they've got great chemistry. They're dating in real. They sure. were dating in real life at the time. Well, of they, these movies. this movie is why they started dating, right? Um, so, like, all that's true. I still like I. Andrew Garfield feels awkward to me. I felt awkward with Tobey Maguire as well. Mm-hmm. I, they feel awkward in very different reasons because yeah. Tobey Maguire feels awkward in the like the unaware loser who's like getting mad about he's, it and you're just kind of like, like he's cringing. like traditional 70s nerd like does not understand social situations at all i mean i say of. again he was a beta with a capital b yeah exactly andrew garfield still i still feel awkward when i watch him on screen 
as as Peter Parker. I, I haven't seen him in many other things, but in this movie, I still feel awkward watching him. Andrew Garfield feels weird in a totally different way, where he's like too cool for school. No, it, yeah, I don't get that yeah, at all. Yeah, he's too. He's too like. He has that smug, shiggy, and grin. The guy he's not an like. asshole. He's not an asshole at all. But he's too. I get why people want to beat him up. He, yeah, he seems like he's above everything, even I, when his his actions don't say that. He's just he won't stop having that fucking look on his like, face. And it's like <laughs> Peter Parker should not be like the the kid who the principal's like, "Hey, no skateboards in class." He's like, oh, "Whatever, all right, whatever, prince. nerd." I'll hold it over my whatever, head. Say principal, and then he like immediately gets back on it as soon as he's out of eyesight. And that's not even exact, even who he is. Like that doesn't feel right at all to me. I at least that's not true to what that's I saw who he in, is there. in this movie. No. Yeah. He's not like, he literally did that. He's he not that. Marty McFly like, oh, pre- principal, it's cool, and skates away. I mean, he basically did. He, he effectively did. I he like made about two seconds and then did it. What okay. I like so, about no, no, this. Now, my counterpoint to all of this is that while I enjoy Andrew Garfield on screen more than Tommy McGuire, the fact that Tommy McGuire was an awkward little beta boy <laughs> was the fact that the fact he was so pathetic made him an enormous underdog, and mm-hmm. that made the story of the first Spider-Man movie Fair. significantly more enjoyable because the Green Goblin was just so incredibly... I don't know, he did everything right, not to mention he kicked Peter's ass several times <laughs> over, and it made for an, an immensely entertaining story because of the underdog narrative, whereas this Andrew Garfield, like he's never quite at the point that he seems like he's at a disadvantage. He's always got some piece of technology un- under his sleeve. Like The action's really good in this film and the special effects look mm. great but for some reason i don't care and, and i think i think that's backed up by one of the things we both like which is the romance mm-hmm. because yeah. it feels like he and gwen stacy uh, they've got great chemistry and it really works but it feels like they get together way too easy for him to be that underdog and it also he's, feels he's like, like he's the cool skater kid photographer and gwen stacy super digs that and they just start dating and I, I would also say that Andrew Garfield it seems like he doesn't have nearly this like the narrative of the uh, the first one is like great power comes great responsibility and all that mm-hmm. where it seems like Andrew Garfield has no respect for being Spider-Man whatsoever he just casually like gives away who he is to Gwen Stacy and to the commissioner and he's just so flippant with it I, that it just seems like that he just doesn't care about this What's going on? I disagree. To me, I feel like that is more realistic to what a kid who exists in a world without superheroes would probably do. He doesn't have, you know, 30 years of don't do this or your loved ones will be captured by monsters and shit. I feel like that is more realistic to me in that aspect. And I also appreciate it because such a big factor of the previous movies was him like trying to hide his identity from his loved ones and that kind of thing. And Honestly, the biggest issue that I have with with him revealing his identity, both of them, is that they killed Gwen Stacy's dad and didn't keep him around for the pre- next movie so that they could continue that dynamic. I think, I think it that could much have been interesting, interesting if they kept it going. Um, I will agree with you a hundred percent on the the villain. Okay, so my issue is not that. Uh, Andrew Garfield doesn't feel enough like an underdog. It's that the lizard is not a good villain at all. No, he's he, not. He is he is consistently kind of terrible throughout the entire movie. It's a shame because I really like the lizard. Like yeah. it's one of Spider-Man's classic villains. For sure, lizard is a, is I a really cool his villain. Performance as Doctor Connor. It's just as soon as he decided to do villainy stuff, I couldn't give a shit. Exactly. He <laughs> he went full like weird. He went boring villain. Essentially. Yeah, like, there's nothing and he talked about to himself him. like Osborne. I mean, they exactly. did a pretty decent transition. He's like he starts out as recording himself because he's doing experiments. Mm-hmm. and what the effects are and he just gradually becomes this person who's monologuing about how human society needs to change and evolve and like some X-Men shit. And right. they do a good job of setting up how 
how susceptible he would be to this kind of power where constantly throughout the early parts of the movie, he's talking about how much he like really hates only having one arm. Like, <laughs> he boy, will not oh boy, stop he, talking. Oh, he hates having one arm. He's <laughs> all up in se- arm about it. <laughs> in five seconds. You got to hand it to him. Five seconds after every <laughs> conversation, he finds a way to work it in there. He really does. But and at the so, same time, I just, I don't give a shit about this villain and 100%. I'm not entirely sure why it's, it's because he's not threatening to Peter personally. And the, his, and his later motivations. His of heart, like, Peter. And like, he's not Willem Dafoe. And his later motive, motivations of wanting to like turn everybody into lizards mm-hmm. like, is so he dumb. Kind of talks about like we got to use science for the betterment of humanity, right? But then the jump from that to make everyone lizard people <laughs> is a bit of a stretch. Right. He's really like the worst like Magneto thing. It does. It just and doesn't this, translate right, well, well to a and movie. And this movie though. doesn't feel like a comic book movie. Yeah. Say what, whatever you will say about the the Sam Raimi movies, they feel like a comic book, like a hundred percent. That is yeah. the style he's going for. That's the kind of story he's well, trying to tell. Well, and you get the motivations movie, of the villains and the two good. Sam Raimi movies exactly right? Norman Osborn wants to kill all of his competitors mm-hmm. so that he stays rich and in charge of Oscorp. right uh, Dr. Doc Ock wants to make this sun infinite power source thing and he doesn't care how he's going to get to it and Peter Parker's in his way so he's going to stop Spider-Man right. right those motivations make sense and this one like if the motivation was just I've got to like create a habitat where I won't keep reverting back to my human form I mean, or sure. something like that. Then the movie's done enough to establish the whole like he really wants his new arm at all costs. And it's like, okay, sure. He's going to turn New York into a giant swamp with this lizard bomb <laughs> so that he can be a lizard forever. Honestly, I think New York's already a quagmire already. Am I right? <laughs> the better way to do it, I think personally, would be to have his goal be, oh shit, I turned into a giant goddamn lizard. I want to be a human being again like i think that would be a much more relatable oh no i've made a terrible mistake i need to find a way to undo How does that it be that he, a villain though because then he's just under like, any well, means so, necessary what so it, think, hey peter so, the super genius who gave me the formula to turn into a lizard in the first place his dad's help. formula i think it would be interesting it would be interesting if that. they simply thought he was trying to convert everyone into a lizard and he was actually just trying to disperse an antidote to himself but then again to beg the question why over the entire city well i think the other thing I that you can back. do with what i'm saying is that you can make it more personal to peter um, because that's the other big issue with this guy. He and Peter are only kind of vaguely unaligned in the idea that nobody would ever want to have all of New York turn into lizards. Sure. And like, so that's not like the most relatable, like grounded motivation for these two to fight. But if you change it to like, he's trying to capture Peter so that he can steal Peter's blood. Cause the thing that comes up in the next movie that they're, go- yeah. they're clearly setting up in this one is that Peter isn't just like a kid that got bit by a radioactive spider. He's got some other stuff going on from his parents whole deal. Yeah. His so parents were lean- spiders. You could. <laughs> yes. I mean, his dad did you, have a spire on his desk. You could, yeah, that's true. That, that was his grandfather, actually. You could lead into that a little bit. Have him want to like steal Peter and like find out he's got to hurt Peter to do that. I think that would make it a more <gasps> personal story between that's the two. That's the of romance them. angle I need. There you it's go. Beauty and the Beast, where yeah. the lizard. He's no, all about Peter Parker. The beauty. Not at all. <laughs> he's the beauty. <laughs> the thing I do. Man wanna, is the real monster. <laughs> the thing I do want to bring up though is I think they do a really good job of involving Gwen in the climax of this fight because I think that the previous movies we have all kind of talked a lot about how yeah, Mary very Jane, much a damsel. Yeah, yeah, Mary Jane just sucked in all of them, and part of it was that she in every single movie the climax is Mary Jane is in trouble. Let's go save her. Like and, and you do. It does a weird thing because on the one hand I'm all about like giving the female characters and movies more agency than just being the like help help Mm -hmm. right and at the same time like there's the one scene where she like fends herself fends the lizard off with her little homemade flamethrower kind of thing 
but it doesn't feel like <laughs> the lizard just leaves her alone. Like I, I enjoy it's when the superhero guy. has to also save save someone in danger, right. right? And you don't really get that with her dad, with Gwen Stacy's dad, and you don't really get that with Gwen either because she just not, gets in and gets out. That's not the thing that makes me like her. The thing that makes me like her is Peter telling her no, run away, and she tells him basically no, fuck you. I, no, I like that. The, what I'm saying is I wish she'd felt like. It, like she was in more and I'm fine if she still gets herself out of it but it didn't feel like she was in that much danger because the scene where she was in danger from the lizard was like 30 seconds long and then she was just back why, down in the, in why in was floor she lobby. willing to stab her right then but then when she's in the locker he's like eh you'll be a lizard in 15 seconds like I think he like when he first goes for her, she he doesn't realize who it is, and then when it uh, happens later, he sees oh that's no Gwen, he, and says he knows her Gwen, and oh, then he, he raises his arm like yeah, kill not, shot. <laughs> maybe he's just Unless trying he's to steal her head or some shit. Maybe she's just trying to like grab grab her out of the way or grab whatever she's working With, on something. Uh, no, okay. that's a, that's not a grabbing hand. That's a spiking hand. <laughs> he takes the trophy from her like this is mine. <laughs> I'm the biggest oh, lizard. I mean in the in the like uh, in, the in the school in the school yeah, yeah in the yeah. school. Hi Gwen, you feel like being. Damn today! I, I think he's just trying to like distract Spider-Man in that scene. It's more about sure. getting Spider-Man to murdering. react. Sure, yeah. yeah, like at least it threatening her so that to throw her off, throw him off or something like that. I don't know. I think it, he got a big dumb laser brain. It, yeah, that too. <laughs> I think that too. And I think that would make and it a no more, nose. That's the biggest problem. I think yeah. that would make him more interesting and if that was mouth. a real part of his his character. Is that like he's turned into this monster hmm. and he's you've got a reverse flowers for Algernon thing going on. You got lizards for Algernon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like just have him, you know, turn into this big dumb monster that desperately wants to be human again and thinks Peter is the way to to achieve that. And I think it would instantly be a much more interesting movie. Well, and that's something else too because I'm comp- thinking about the lizard compared to the green goblin willem dafoe does a much better job of talking to of, himself uh, well yeah honestly yeah. of talking <laughs> to himself and showing how you call that monologuing well no of showing how he's wrestling for control of his own sanity yeah. Yeah. right and this one in this one it feels like dr connor's not putting up that much of a fight. i don't he's even not, feel like yeah. there's two person i think he's just Thinking of two differing ideas and he segues on one. It doesn't even seem like it's So at the very end when he's saving Peter and he's like, oh, go check on on Gwen Stacy's dad. You're right. It doesn't fit. He's all, he's, I stabbed him on accident. Like, is he just like, I'm a lizard now, so... And I only have one arm now, so I guess I'm going to do good yeah. things so I don't get as many years yeah. on my sentence. Like, yeah, what's no. he trying to do I, there? My bad. I'm sorry. It It is all of that I really don't care for. Like, again, Lizard is easily the worst part of this movie, and it is a shame because the Lizard's such a cool character with a lot of potential to play with. such a cool with. character, and it, man, in, it's, a, it's a hard sell if you're going to tell me that you can still have a great movie with a shitty villain like this. <laughs> I think you can I mean, have a good movie. Yeah, you can have a good movie. I don't think like, you can have a great movie, which is why this movie fell away into nothingness. I, like the end of that Coldplay music video that we <laughs> <laughs> But all that said, I, I think that for me, what makes this movie stand out in a way that the other movies didn't is that... It's not just Emma Stone. Like I really like um, the way that Peter plays off of, of of Captain Stacy. I think that their dynamic is a lot of fun because you can do some fun stuff between them of that that confrontational thing of like Gwen Stacy is the older adult who is like actually doing the job that Spider Man does and in theory has reasons to not like what Spider Man's doing. Like a vigilante in a don't give me that head shake. No, Spider-Man no, Spider no, Man no. is a you terrible should... idea in any realistic world. Nah, yeah. Spider Man's a great idea. <laughs> Just like Batman, we an should awful all idea. strive to be Spider Man. <laughs> See, I can I can appreciate Spider Man versus Batman because Spider Man is fucking broke. Right. 
Batman can do a lot of stuff that he's not doing. I mean, to be fair, Batman is also. I know he's he's doing it. There's trillions of dollars he puts into Batman. He could be putting into other shit. (laughs) He could solve world hunger. More security on Arkham. That that I'll give you. Look, my eye roll is not because like, oh man, Spider Man's great idea. All this and that. It's. I, I really like the idea w- that you're putting out there of Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy's dad, Captain Stacy. I yeah. don't remember mm-hmm. his first Father name. Father Stacy. It's Captain Stacy. Papa Stacy. George. It's George. It's George Stacy. No, nah, I'm going back to Captain. <laughs> uh, I like I liked the dynamic that they have on paper. But, man, I... It, in this, for me at least, in this movie, they do not have the chemistry. Like I, I totally the way, the way that they play it no. off each other in scenes just feels stilted and awkward. I don't agree with that at all. I think that it's really fun for me. I think that that may be part of like you're not enjoying what uh, Peter's like what Andrew Garfield is bringing as far as um, Peter's awkwardness as I like I am. Like I enjoy the fact that instead of being the like weird socially unaware person that. Toby Maguire's was. I like that this guy just freezes up and can't seem to get words out of his mouth. I'm down with that part. I'm down with that. And I even like, like one of my favorite interactions between the two is when they're ha- when he's like swung up to Gwen Stacy's room mm-hmm. and then P- Captain Stacy walks in and he's like, oh, I guess you're here. I, we're having Branzino. <laughs> and then they're talking about Spider-Man yeah. over dinner and mm. like talking about their differences and how they view him yeah. in ways that make sense. Right? That's a fun I, scene. I like that. It's a fun scene yeah. and I like it. But I still just think that these two people don't have the chemistry on screen. I don't have an issue with the scenes themselves. I don't have an issue with the dialogue that's being there. I think it's clever and I like it. I just think that the acting that's there is not yeah. it's not meshing in the way. Considering that, they only talk two and a half times, it's not enough it, well, chemistry it's not within there, and, those times. And it doesn't have the same chemistry that he does with other characters, like not just Gwen Stacy, but also that he's got with his aunt. And or, Dr. Connor. Or Dr. Connor. Like, it's just, it just doesn't feel like it's there. See, I would say the same thing you're saying about the the relationship between him and Connors like that's that goes nowhere for me I don't like any scene where they're together but I'd like the ones with Captain Stacy a lot to me the ones with Dr. Connors feel like all right we're both going to talk about things and I'm we both scientist, know that we're you're a scientist yeah it, it feels like what the exact vibe of scientist. I'm also something of a scientist yeah. you know? look at what a genius I am yeah, exactly. yeah but in the second movie I feel like they had a, they did a much better job of demonstrating chemistry I think in this film it's just that the chemistry that they have is just the best next to Gwen Stacy everyone else the chemistry is just dry as hell I, I don't agree I with like, that at I all. like how he interacts with Aunt May yeah. especially as Compare that to the first series, Aunt May. Though. Like it's so no, much yeah, better. Yeah, but they no, have three yeah. movies to Look, do that. when it when we're ranking Aunt May's, uh, the the <laughs> Tobey Maguire Aunt May is the best because she's old and haggard and gross looking. Don't agree. This sure. Aunt May is second best because she's her uh, eyes are dead all the time. Yes, that, that's okay. She's old. She's allowed to have dead eyes. <laughs> no, she's just doing a shitty job Tomei. of acting the part. Marissa Tomei, Aunt May. Is you know she is uncomfortably fine, attracted to her. But we know she's too hot to be Aunt May. I'm sorry. You need to look like the Crypt Keeper to be an Aunt May. I don't even I mean, think she acts all that fine. Like I don't remember any of her scenes at all. Yeah, the one she flirts with Happy the one... a bunch. Oh, uh, hot Aunt May. Okay. She I mean, if she's hot and distracts me from the fact that her eyes are dead, then maybe it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 I, I want old decrepit Aunt May. Aunt I... Old decrepit's fine. She needs to look like she's constantly on death's door. I mean, we're not in disagreement. First Aunt May is by times. far the no. best. And you've not lost every time. No. Sleep. I, okay. <laughs> a lot of Is how that the I'm... next poll, which is the best Aunt May? That's a good one. I'm sure there's only one option if they're doing her job right. The thing 
thing that I like about this Aunt May, and it's mainly in contrast to the previous Aunt May, is that she is not constantly speechifying the way that the old one was. Every single scene it felt like with old-ass Rosemary Harris Aunt May, it felt like it was just like an hour long of, Peter, let me explain you to you this what money. it means to be a superhero. You take this scenes are really good that. on their own, yeah. but there's fucking so many of them that there's by the end of like it, three. I, I mean, over three movie. movies. Three per movie. There's like 27 total. <laughs> that, that math don't add up, right? I, I did Eng- <laughs> I'm an English major, not a math major. <laughs> but no, I, what I like about this Aunt May is that she, to me, does have a lot more human interactions, I feel like, with Peter. I feel like there's a lot more... Um, Realism is not necessarily the exact word that I want, but it feels less comic book movie, this movie. And I, I enjoy that a lot in contrast to the previous three that we've watched. I feel like the first Aunt May did a magnificent job of expressing the grief that Uncle Ben dying. Mm-hmm. Like she was the anchor for that grief and Peter also exemplified it, but not to the same extent, and that gave it a lot more gravity. because he looked like he was going to cry every second, so it was hard not to think about how sad he was. Whereas this <laughs> yeah. Aunt May just seems like she gets over it real easy, but that might just be because she's dead inside. I don't think yeah. she's just gotten like over Peter. it at all. Like I, Almost every scene she's got post that is they're dealing with that as the subtext. Yeah, but no. she's, she's yeah. upset, but no. the acting is not she, convincing. She's beat. just concerned that Peter got beat up. That's no, all. Every and time. that he Peter got, didn't get the eggs. She's upset because <laughs> Peter is leaving, coming home beaten up and her husband just died so she she's doesn't clearly worried Uncle ben at all. you don't have to say out loud now peter the reason that i'm worried about you is because your uncle ben recently died <laughs> three scenes ago and no, i'm worried about you being out at night no, you can't have you a character talking about ben their died. feelings out loud that makes me angry <laughs> that's too much like a comic book <laughs> i don't need aunt may saying now peter I'm worried about you because your Uncle Ben recently died in a mugging accident and you look like you're out there getting mugged every night. Rick, it sounds like once again you're saying that this movie is simply different from the last batch. That doesn't make this good. I mean, in some ways it does because there's a lot of stuff in that's just different would be better. But the point of being different isn't necessarily meritorious. (laughs) Yes. Whether it be Aunt May or the villain or the, the Peter Parker or anything else for that matter. With Peter Parker, no, better. Anything different would Do be better. Do you guys yeah. like yeah. that he's got little web shooters now instead of it being part of his just anatomy? As a story thing, absolutely. But whenever I think about like, man, that's, that's so inconvenient. If I had that, I really <laughs> I mean, want the All it mattered was there ones. in the, approaching the climax when the uh, lizard boy broke them. The rest of the time, it seemed like it made no difference Why whatsoever. Why does Spider-Man never ever carry spares <laughs> and also like he never has to like reload them because he's poor it could have okay. been like if he had the middle of a swing he and he's been like oh i'm out and just like does like the same thing when like a, the, someone, a hot swap like a, a drum soloist yeah. when they break a stick and then somehow he just pulls one out of his ass and keeps on going with that missing <laughs> a beat if he yeah. just shown that i would have believed it more okay. all they had to do the rest of it just like i just didn't care i it made no difference practically speaking in, in movie you're absolutely correct I just, as a Spider-Man guy, I really like it because in the early comic books, it was a really common thing, especially in, especially against uh, villains who mm-hmm. would clearly have no upper hand against Spider-Man. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's a common thing for him to like run, run out, out of, of silk, silk or it, it, it jams or it breaks somehow yeah. or it gets Or they pour something. water on him. I, think, <laughs> and I got a short yeah. or or he just leaves them at home right, right. And, and so i like that part of it because it's another way of 
introducing some drama to the character. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this movie, they don't really do that at all, except at the very end when Lizard like breaks them. But but all I all I want for that to matter, the fact that Lizard breaks his spider shooters, is something like Maybe when the tower is falling down, mm-hmm. you see him like try to web it so it doesn't fall down right. on the ground, forgetting that they're broken or yeah. something like that. Something where like, oh man, it really matters. And then yeah. he has to scramble in to like do something Figure heroic something yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I think as I think about it, circumstantially, when he, he was fighting the lizard on the bridge at the school, he was just shooting his webs rapid fire yeah. left and right. Yeah. I think if he had gone on empty in that scene, that's all I really wanted. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Yeah, I because, see that. Because also, another thing from the comics is Spider-Man's belt. Like, all the little notches on his belt. He, like can he has like, a belt? Yeah, yeah. He, he can, mm-hmm. like, pop open, and that's extra webbing. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's a thing. And so... Even even if he ran out and like that's one of the scenes where he gets like that's one of the moments where he just gets tossed through a classroom wall. Yeah. And then he like pops one off his belt. Because they're already doing slow motion scenes anyway. Why not have him be like, well, shloop and reload. Shloop. Yeah. Yeah, That's the sound of web going into its cartridge. I mean, what else? What is it? What is those going to sound like? Kachik. It's a kachik. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. No, but I. He just got really well lubricated uh, joints on his shooter. <laughs> Shloop. Shloop. <laughs> it's gotta. It's gotta have that. Uh, the aerosol cartridge being inserted like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That yeah. would be. That would make more sense. But I don't know. There are. That's why I say that I like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man yes. better because it's stuff like that. It makes it feel more like there are more elements of the Spider-Man that I grew up reading that I enjoy. Right. Um. He's constantly throughout this movie striking the same poses as mm-hmm. Spider-Man. He does the whole like he's, lower himself on the string. He's making the jokes. He he's ma- got he's the, making the jokes. He's yeah. doing the like. He's confident. He, he's got the Spider-Man confidence down. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I liked about Peter Parker or, or liked about the old Spider-Man mm-hmm. comics is that when he put on the mask, he like got confidence with that. Yeah. Right. Um, and And that's something that. We didn't see a ton of in the Sam Raimi movies because he was still kind of yeah, like he was still kind a of loser. Just a giant loser. Yeah. yeah, I think we saw a lot of it in the Sam Raimi. Movie. We saw some. Um, All he did was go woohoo. Now, granted, he also did shut up for the yeah. most yeah. part when he well, got the and, mask and I don't when know, he think got, of J. Jonah Jameson big... says like, "Hey, let Mama and Dad uh, talk," and like sprays. That's uh, the one quip in that sure. whole, okay, fair but, whole well, series. Well, but, it seems and, like... and the other issue is that when he's got the real confidence. It doesn't stop when he takes the mask off. He's now just like asshole Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. In those movies, right? <laughs> in this one, I have a similar issue where like I think it works really well for Spider-Man. But you know, we've already talked about how we feel a little different about Andrew Garfield mm-hmm, right. as Peter Parker. I think he's still got too much of that confidence as the Peter Parker character. I like I some of his him. elements when he's like his Peter Parkerness with Gwen Stacy. I just don't like. Like I think it's realistic that once he becomes that strong and capable, he would be swaggering around school. Like nugging on Flash and shit, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's accurate to the character. I feel like this is a character that is more—it's it's a more believable version of Peter. To me, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, like, and I also feel like that's true of a lot of the characters in this. Gwen Stacy's a more believable version of that. I really like the Flash. Like, even the Flash in this movie, in this version, the feels, Flash, yeah, the fucking lightning running around. No, even Flash in this this one feels to me more like the a person that an I would actual actually know character. because he's, he's certainly yeah, more he's, dynamic. He's an asshole bully, but I really like that moment where 
He comes up and where like, Peter he thinks, thinks he's gonna... that Peter thinks he's gonna like Flash is gonna come up and deck him again. Yeah, and so he immediately responds by grabbing him and pinning him against the locker. And Flash is like, "Look, I I get it. Yeah, I'm sorry that your uncle died. Like yeah. that's a very human moment where even the asshole bully like understands. Right. Like, it makes man, you wonder if he was actually knocking that basketball at that girl like twice in a row or if that actually oh, no, was I an think, accident. Genuinely, I think it was an accident when he slapped But the, the second it time, it was it. so fucking <laughs> accurate. Like, it was the exact same play. I think it was just bad luck and it, like, it, he just handled it badly. Yeah. I think, and I think right. that's what it comes down to is it, it feels like he's a person because there's moments where it feels like it could I, go either way. I yeah. have... I have been that guy before where <laughs> I feel, def- you know, I might feel defensive because someone's accusing me of doing something on purpose when mm-hmm. I'm not. And so instead of just being like, hey, like, I know that's how it seems, but it was an accident and I'm sorry. Like, I'll just be like, hey, fuck off. Right. And and <laughs> in that moment, it's like, ah, he, look, he he just got angry. He, that's that's basically an admission of guilt. And it's right. like, no, not really. Right. And so I don't think Flash was trying to screw up her homecoming sign or whatever it was. <laughs> I think it was just a. Unfortunate. Accident. She really shouldn't have had that. But it was fun. Basketball practice. It was fun watching uh, watching Peter Parker dunk over him. <laughs> I really even like though that. he does not have the body mass to break that. <laughs> you backboard. don't need body mass for I, that. Yes. What do you mean? I you really just have it. to have momentum, and he had plenty. Did you see yeah. that arc? He had horizontal <laughs> momentum. He did not have vertical momentum. He just it has to move his arms down. Right at that backboard. He can lift up a momentum. truck. <laughs> Coldplay playing after that. <laughs> I just really like the scene where he's like holding on to the ball by the bottom of it and Flash cannot figure out why he can't yeah. pull it out of his hands. Oh, man. That's such a dumb scene, but it's so funny to me. It's and the really way funny. the way that Andrew Garfield delivers that, come on, just take it, man. Just like making Flash, it like please. he's the one being the <laughs> weird one. Love it. It's great. The, the the subway scene where he's getting his powers feel, feels a little weird. It is weird. You don't think of Spiger's reflexes as making people kick people. Yeah. Making people kick people or and also just the like, like, ripping off women's ripping clothing. off clothing and stuff like I, i'm fine with the, him the being whole thing sticky. is they're they're like oh you know he's sticky and he can't control it yeah. yet because he's he just got yeah. bit right mm-hmm. like the but one still... vigilante that gets super pissed off that his hand is sticking to the woman's shoulder right because yeah. the first dude that gets pissed it makes sense right he was being an asshole he's the one who like balanced a beer on on parker's head that is the right. same guy who took a swing at him after he's like dude what the fuck right yeah. he <laughs> took a swing at him after that makes sense the guy's after that, yeah, yeah, are, just like, are, they like, just jump in like, without a second hey, notice. Hey, he's beating up this man after tearing off his girlfriend's shirt. <laughs> right. We well, should step in and do something. Well, Brooklyn people but, always stick together under every <laughs> circumstance. I mean, in reality, <laughs> they would just get their phones out and start recording. I will yeah. say the, star, the, we, <laughs> the weakest thing in this movie was that, like, we're going to try to reattempt to, to do the thing that they did in all the Sam uh, Raimi movies, where oh. New York comes together to help out Spike. I'm like, of a giant American flag. <laughs> All the blue collar workers in the city joined together to create the spider bridge. I was sure you were going to die on that hill, and I'm really proud of you for not. I, I like the like the appearance of him. Gesture. Like, no, well, I like this the way it looks when he is doing the web slinging between those. Like when he's yeah, actually doing sure. it, it looks really cool, and I, I, I that's fun. But there's like no lead up to it. It makes no fucking sense. No. There's no all of those all cranes of the... are attached to buildings <laughs> that, that he would already be swinging on. The same distance as each of the cranes. Yeah, no. It yeah, the but, only difference is that now he can swing above all of the taxis mm-hmm. and all of New York can go like, yeah, fucking get him, Spidey. Woo! Yeah, but there exactly. was that first swing to where he misjudged his web, but that one crank called him like <laughs> yeah. a bigger spider. <laughs> that, that didn't work at all. So that completely was dumb. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. So I don't dumb. know. It reminds me. Like, do you guys feel like 
they do the web slinging component, just the cinematography, the amount, the, the employing of a slow motion and the way he swings around better in this movie or in say the there are first film. Parts from of the it first that series. I like. There are parts of it that yeah. I like. Specifically, in a lot of the poses that he makes, mm-hmm. when the poses are good. The poses feel very Spider-Man to me. Um, there's other parts that I don't like. Um, I don't think it's lit well. That's the biggest. I think the choreography really from the last three were way better than. This. I love the moments when like he's swinging right down a boulevard, and he's despite the fact that his arc is enormous, mm-hmm. he just barely manages to keep his ass off mm-hmm. the asphalt, and he's swinging yeah. in between cars down the boulevard. In this movie? Yeah. No, in the Sam in the Raimi. first sure, sure. Yeah, in the Raimi I, films. I, I don't feel say, like we get that here. I would say first Sam Raimi movie, no, this one's better. Second Sam Raimi movie is probably the best we've seen so far, in my yes, opinion. Yes. But the lighting the, like you said, the lighting is a huge part of it. That's to me. the biggest issue because, um, because so much the of this big is set scenes, at night. Yeah, the big scenes where we get all that swinging are at night most and, of the time. And this suit is much darker in color than the previous set, yeah. Spider-Man suit. So it blends in with that night a lot better, which kind of works from a like, oh, maybe tactical. it's a camouflage tactical thing, but yeah, it, from but a movie perspective where it's a visual thing, yeah. not nearly I don't think bad. he's trying to be sneaky when he puts on a neon red and blue <laughs> suit. I think he wants the guys to see him. Also, so they man, won't attack Andrew Garfield, people. you already touched on it where like this movie does much less of a job of like he him caring about being found out. Mm-hmm. But man, like, there's, it's one thing to like, he's got his he, mask oh, off he, all the he time. He takes his mask yeah. off to save the little kid. Okay, sure, whatever. It's another thing to just be swinging down like boardwalk and boulevard like oh, you mean in his first, street clothes. You mean the first time yeah. he uses his his like yeah. shooters? Yeah, he's okay. just in his street clothes. There's no Spider-Man aspect to it. It's yeah. just, here's Peter Parker swinging that, around downtown. That was a dumb moment for that. Like, that didn't make any sense at all to me. I mean, here. fucking Superman can do it just fine. And he's just like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> right. You right. think right. Peter Parker just takes the glasses off and like does a little swoop and he's fine? <laughs> Should. Everyone's just like, hey, you look a lot like Spider-Man now. Thanks. <laughs> Going back to lighting, I would say that this film has no excuses because in the first film of the Raimi films, remember the bridge scene mm-hmm. and where he winds up on the rooftop and he's yeah. doing like the flag cat- catapult thing mm-hmm. and the climax finally yeah. where the Green Goblin manages to skewer himself. All, both of those very dark scenes. For sure. No problems whatsoever. Super bright, vibrant yeah. coloring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that and just the way that it is, It they, they like the scenes. Like they like yeah. the characters in a way that is natural to the scene, but you can still see everything perfectly well. Yeah, totally agree. There's, and I, I think that maybe just like the CGI of this time was not as good as it gets to be later, so they didn't want to do it in like sunlight. I don't. Yeah, know. but the Raimi films were like literally twenty years prior. Mm-hmm. Well, but but the, but to that point, like even even in very recent movies, mm-hmm. um, it still just stands out to me how much we're missing by losing so many practical effects. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sarah and I sat down and watched Shang Chi and the Ten Rings recently, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really cool scenes in it. But man, there's also so much where it's just like. Ninety percent of this is green screen, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you can tell things just don't have the right weight to them. They don't have the right texture to them. You can tell when some and and you know there's some great CG where where you can't tell, but there's also giant swaths where you're like, I know that this entire thing is green screened. Yeah, I know yeah. that I know that all of this is done in front of a large green cube right. in, in <laughs> like in a sound stage in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. is nowhere near an actual like field of grass yeah. which is what they're trying to show me mm-hmm. and it's depressing and this movie suffers from that a lot where the early Sam Raimi movies didn't mm-hmm. I think I think in that scene where 
you know, they're in the burning building and and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good fight <laughs> scene, but ridiculous. yeah, it works really well. Right, it's ridiculous. The, the, the babushka green goblin. <laughs> but at the same time, a lot like. I, a lot of that's practical effects, and you I can think it see works the light really, really glinting well. off of everything. There's yeah. no yeah. question; they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and probably it, I think it even applies to the glider as well. Not to talk about the movie we're not watching <laughs> too much. Yeah, I think that was in many circumstances a practical effect that the glider was actually there, and he wasn't just like on a one of those little balance things with a. The cylinder in the middle. Sure. Yeah. And, and maybe there was a crane like with a sure. s- attached to it underneath moving it forward. Sure. But the glider itself was physical. And in this movie, I'm thinking especially with the final fight with Lizard. I was going to say, like, not only, a big weakness of the Not only is Lizard, Lizard yeah. himself like... A Goomba Entirely from Super Mario Bros. <laughs> yes, right? he is. Ugh, he looks terrible. His concept art looked really good. I remember going back and looking at that after this movie came mm-hmm. out, and he looked way better. I don't God, know why they said it. It's all the it. nose. Yeah. It, it's the mouth. Lack, the right. mouth is the That's worst That's my same part. beef I have with the villain from Harry Potter, whatever his name was. <laughs> Voldemort? Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah. But not only is the lizard himself like all CG, mm-hmm. but the final scene where they're up on like the tower up on the top all of the All of that Oscorp, is CG, yeah. All that CG, the... the liquid nitrogen pipe that he's spraying mm-hmm. all over him all cg and so you just it just loses a lot of the impact that comes with and it having doesn't have real the hot choreography from the last three no it does not <laughs> there the, well the some last, of it well no the last uh, yeah no i i, I will say i think yeah. the spider-man himself has a lot better choreography choreography, choreography in his fights in this movie especially in the school when yeah. he's ducking and swinging between his legs trying to like cocoon him all up I and like. everything he's got a lot of really cool spider-man choreography that but the lizard I think just is better than it is in the previous movies. The lizard just isn't holding up his end. As like, I think that's the the fatal flaw of this movie. The is. lizard's not holding up his end, and I think that the le- like the level of Spider-Man cool choreography is not consistent throughout the movie yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish that the cinematography during the school scene specifically was a little more dynamic. The camera's moving around a bit more mm-hmm. because like there's a lot happening, but it's kind of like what I was talking about with him swinging through the the cars down the street, so to speak is that I wish they had applied that kind of a methodology to the fights where the camera's moving around a bit because there's a lot happening, but it doesn't feel as impactful to me. It doesn't right. keep my attention as yeah. well. Yeah. I will say, though, best Stan Lee co- cameo in a Marvel movie that I can I, think of off the top of my head. This is my favorite one. I don't know. I've had closed back headphones on, turned out uh, pretty loud. I'm pretty sure I could hear <laughs> the room behind me exploding and well, going when, to hell. When you're 130 really years old, old yeah. yeah. All right, fair hearing's enough. really bad. <laughs> I mean, I've got tinnitus. <laughs> Same thing, right? From his, 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 to those his, over ear headphones. Yeah, no, Stan Lee's just constantly hearing walls being crashed. In. That, that, that's the level of his, his tinnitus. It? It's not a ringing, it's just a crashing. <laughs> that's right. Oh, God. It's um, only a matter of time. It's yeah, coming for us all. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we, we, we will not all age gracefully, just like not all of these Spider Man films have aged gracefully. <laughs> uh, this one's okay. At best, yep. in my opinion. Um, I think that, yeah, I think my favorite part of the movie is some of the choreography with Spider-Man. Uh, and honestly, just how Spider-Man feels in this one. Uh, he feels proportionate the way that I imagine Spider-Man when I think mm-hmm. of it, where he's like tall and lanky and mm. and he can get into the real like gymnastic poses when he's swinging through the air and he's quippy and it works. Um, but the rest of the movie... It just it, it falls flat for me. Um, 
I don't except for the romance. The romance is like they they're just cute. They they're cute yeah. and they've got a good and romance. And it's like together. there's so many movies where you like complain about the romance. Like I'm not I don't mean you specifically. I mean like the general you. Like yeah, where the romance no, is like, like it's cheesy it's, or it's gross fine. or whatever. Yeah, it's It's, it's fine. Fun. It, it comes a little too easy for Peter Parker, but it it's fine. That's just how natural it is between them. Oh, it's just it, it's in- inevitable. The sparks flew. Like a spider and a, it another is. spider. Oh, inevitable. <laughs> a spider and a girl who's about to have her neck broken. Bad. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Oh, no, neck. Uh, Maybe neck. Uh, my, my least favorite part of this movie is hard to pin down just because a lot of it is not terrible. A Bad lot of May. it. You're right. I hate how Aunt May is not old enough in this movie. <laughs> I'm being picky and pedantic. She's too old. She's almost hot, and that's unacceptable. My She's not part. almost hot. She's almost hot. You've got a really wide fucking birth. She is not no, almost no, no, no. hot. This is Sally Fields, isn't it? I think so. I, I think don't know. Game. I don't know how old she is in this, but she's not uh, almost right. hot. We haven't specialized in uh, milfs oh, that are about 75 <laughs> no, 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 years no, no, old. We don't have your gilf fetish there, I've seen. I've seen enough Sally Fields. She's almost hot. Uh, no. The old, youngish May. I'll One through his. 10, which of those numbers is almost hot to you? Is it five and above? Where's the critical threshold? Oh, yeah, man, you're really, you're asking me to do some some critical thinking here. Some calculus. Some cal- I'll have to get back to you on that yeah, one. Yeah, you got to do the derivative. That's right. Um, no, like I said, there's there's plenty that I could pick from, but not, I don't think anything in this movie is like terrible, terrible. Yeah. it's just not good. A little um, off. Yeah. So so just to pick something, I'll pick Aunt May, sure, because it's kind of funny. Um, but overall, it's it's meh. So I don't know. Like, it's not bad, but I don't want to watch it. And so I'll give it, like, two and a half girlfriends thrown out the window. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's not unreasonable. Damn. To me, so I complained endlessly on the previous three podcasts about uh, about Tobey Maguire and his, his Spider-Man. And Justifiably. Me, thank you. And I to me, Andrew Garfield is such a breath of fresh air as this character. It's it's so much easier for me to care about and root for this guy than it ever was for me to care about or root for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And I don't know that that's entirely on Tobey Maguire so much as it's just the writing of the, the character sure. that he's in. But I really like this guy and I really want to see more of him on screen. And I think that's the biggest tragedy of this is that the rest of the movie is not handing him the material that he deserves as this character. It doesn't live up to how good he is in the part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you guys have a lot of good points about what is wrong with this movie and why it's not as as engaging as the previous three are. There are massive problems with those movies, but it's hard to look away from them at basically any point because it's so colorful. And, yeah. yeah, they're colorful and silly and fun and all that. And this movie is trying to do something that I think is a little more difficult in that it's trying to make a more believable superhero universe, but it's not succeeding at that. And that's the biggest issue. At the end of the day, though, I have fun watching this this movie a lot, and it's all because of Andrew Garfield and you know Emma Stone as well, but and a lot of the characters in it. But it's mainly him and the energy that he's bringing as this character. I I like this Peter Parker. This is to me what Peter Parker feels like when I think of him as a character. So to me, I'm going to give this movie three and a half out of five broken web shooters because it's just it's almost there. It could work really well, but the material just falls apart. Eh? Yeah. I get, oh, I got it. The material falls apart because the uh, web shooter's broken. Uh, they <laughs> Brian, didn't fall apart though. <laughs> they stuck together because web. <laughs> uh, 
one of my favorite things about this movie that I'm just now remembering from seeing is I really like the supporting cast, uh, Aunt May excluded, because she I I'll, I forgot her before and I will forget her right after we're done watching it. She's no one. She she should be dead because she's a ghost. Um, you're so mean to Aunt May. Because she, she has a pivotal point in this story and she's no one. Um, if that's not my favorite part. Least favorite part? Yeah, if that's my le- if that's not my least favorite part, then it's either that stupid crane scene, or just Peter Parker <laughs> shitting and grinning all the time. I'm glad he's not looking like he's crying all the time, but there's a middle ground between crying all the time and shitting and grinning that gets you beat up all the time, because that doesn't fit Peter Parker. From for, I. I appreciate there being many different kinds of Peter Parkers, but for me, Peter Parker is not like, man, I'm just having a great time at life. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't get that energy from this, but that's fair enough. But yeah, favorite thing was most of the supporting cast, uh, Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay uh, was great in this movie. It's no saliva, but you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, and, uh, or Nickelback at the end of, uh, what was it? Which oh, one of them? The first one. And yeah. they say they're saliva. Yeah. <laughs> um... They can't focus on his shoes in this one. It must be the second one that I remember his shoes getting a, me getting off. a mo- moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, still pretty just middle of the road for me. So straight three out of five uh, unrememberable lizards, but all right, doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. So I was excited about seeing this movie compared to some of the Raimi films Mm -hmm. and I find myself surprisingly disappointed by it because the momentum so far has been that they have aged better than I thought that they would have Mm -hmm. seeing them these years later so seeing this one I was severely disappointed and it's a bit difficult for me to pin down exactly why that is it's not even just bad it's just disappointing like it's Mm -hmm. weird yeah yeah like the momentum of the the series has been broken and perhaps that's unremarkable because they've literally reinvented it the previous momentum has gone completely out the window so i'm struggling with this with this one what i do like about it is andrew garfield i think he is a more entertaining character on screen especially with gwen stacy they have a romance which it is compelling scene after scene whenever they're together (laughs) compare that to toby Maguire and kirsten dunst (laughs) it is is not an incels wet dream yeah it's almost like they are an inversion of each other where you take toby Maguire and what's her face playing mj compared (laughs) to andrew garfield and uh, Gwen Stacy in this one, like horrible romance versus great romance. But in the first series, everything else about it, like the villains, the the Aunt May, the <laughs> Uncle Ben, a lot of it I liked really well compared to that to this one. The other stuff, I really don't like it very well. And I think we have this almost an uncanny valley effect with there's just so much CG and it hadn't matured to quite the point that it has now. Although you mentioned yeah. you know, Shang-Chi doesn't exactly give me a whole lot of, uh, of hope since that came out, what, five months ago? Something <laughs> like that, yeah. So there are still struggles. Case in point, the practical effects of the Raimi movies have really done them a favor when it comes to aging. Yeah. And so, but I, I do like the Andrew Garfield. I do like the Gwen Stacy. Those are probably my favorite things mm-hmm. about this. My, well, the Andrew Garfield or the Peter Parker? Probably the just the Andrew Garfield because I perhaps like the Peter Parker and the Raimi films better just because I appreciate how much of a loser he is. Yeah. Whereas this one, he's not a loser and I'm not entirely sure that that fits 
with what I want from Peter Parker, but perhaps that's just because I saw the Raimi Peter Parker first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. admit that I am perhaps biased I in am, this. I'm very curious to see how you guys are going to react next week because I remember a lot of the stuff in the next Woo! one. It's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> but my least favorite thing about this film, I don't know, is probably just how incredibly forgettable the villain is yeah Yeah. with his stupid nose and his stupid mouth and the fact even when he's playing a human (laughs) he's like a scientist but it doesn't quite check out to me and and he's kind of going crazy but it seems like that's just a matter of convenience he thinks lizards are at the top of their food chain for some reason (laughs) they make him what bullshit he says he's a herpetologist and he's like lizards the majority of lizards are at the top of their food chain Bitch, three lizards are at the top of their food chain. <laughs> like he makes them crazy we just so, so that he can start saying things that don't make any sense. At you've that got point. Komodo dragons, you've got alligators, crocodilos, crocodilos, boa constrictors. No. Well, okay, yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking. No, he says lizards are at the top of their food chain. Right, not oh, snakes. Say not, okay. Yeah, not can reptiles. Can he not say reptiles? I think he says lizards. If I'm he willing says to get, reptiles, then maybe I'll give him I'm some more. I'm willing to get every tweet from a herpetologist. I just know that. I mean, all the reptiles we see in this have four legs. Yeah. All I'm saying. Well, he's got three. I mean, not when he's a lizard. (laughs) So with all that being said, I will give this. I mean, it is rather entertaining, but it it just leaves me disappointed. So I'm just going to give it two blue vials ejaculating into the sky out of five. That that ending. We have had fucking way too many there's a big weird light in the sky endings to superhero movies. Just stop it, superhero writers. (laughs) The best way to fix problems. (laughs) No, it's Uh, just the easiest one. Right. It's so bad. Uh, if you want to hear us spooge into the mic, uh, you can find more of our episodes on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and OpinionatedPodcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episode or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. Another reminder, feel free to send in those recommendations. We're going to be doing listener requests in January, so get those in while you can. Uh, If you get a chance, leave us a rating on iTunes and follow us on Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting much new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.